Welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the build-up on Balls.ie, your weekly look ahead to the weekend's action, uh, big sporting action in association with Labrooks. I'm Mick McCarthy, delighted to be joined to look ahead to the football weekend and talk about everything that's going on in football by Kevin Doyle. Kevin, how are you today? I'm good, Mick. Yeah, happy new year, everyone. Yeah, and to you as well. Um, the big news this morning, before we kind of get into some of the games, is that poor old Mick McCarthy, your old manager, and Terry Connor, another of your old managers, have oh, got the boot yeah. from Applewell in Nicosia. Uh, they've lasted just two months, nine games. They've lost the last four of them. And um, I don't know, poor old Jack Byrne made his debut last night for five minutes uh, after isolating, signing a couple of days ago. And he's lost the guy who brought him over there. That's not a great situation for him, is it? No, not ideal. Um, Mick, Mick's one, well, just looking at Apple's sort of history of managers, um, I suppose it wasn't a surprise. I'm surprised he sort of took it. I suppose in the situation and, and the way the world is at the moment, um, you know, he saw something totally different and getting out. Um, like his son holidays, Mick. So maybe thought it was my chance, <laughs> my chance to get away and get a bit of sun um, while working. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't see a long term future in it anyway. I don't think anyone did. I don't think any manager going to Apple sees a long term sort of future in it. But um, fair juice to Mick for giving it a go, giving it a try. Listen, it didn't work out short term. There was, you know, you never know. If you're going to sack a manager that quickly, you're not exactly giving him much chance to turn around. It hadn't been going well before he took the job. The, they didn't give him a whole lot of time. I think, you know, his first real signing that he wanted again, Jack Byrne, got to play him on the 88th minute. Um, only signed a couple of days ago, and now he's gone. So for Jack Byrne, um, you know what? He has to, because he's had a sort of a few hard luck stories over the years, and he's left clubs and come back to Ireland and left and come back to come back to Ireland again. Um, you know, I think it's time, no matter what the manager is, the situation there, he knew what he was getting into going there. Um just you know, it's a chance to knuckle down and, and impress another manager. He's a he's a really good, technically good player. You'd imagine. Listen, none of us probably know a whole lot about the Super League, but you imagine he'll suit it there. Um, if you just, you know, do, there's no point in moaning about the manager or going, "Oh, I'm so unlucky." It's what a hard luck story. Just get on with now. Um, uh, every player there is in the same situation regarding um, change of managers, and he's good enough player to um, no matter who signs him to to. When the next manager comes in, get in that team, do well, um, stick at it there for a few years, and um, you know they're they are a big club and they're usually competing um, Champions League group stages and things like that. And they're the best club in Cyprus historically, so um, it's a good opportunity for them. Take take the negative, turn it, twist it into a positive, and just knuckle down and stick at it. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Now, ideally, like, I mean, he, he will kind of get that run with the new manager. Maybe he saves their season and it all kind of goes from there. And yeah. the party stuff is irrelevant, I suppose, to him. But um, from Mick's point of view, then, do you see him? He's 61 now. He was out of work for a while after losing the Ireland job. It looked like he was kind of uh, doing, doing the media. Obviously, he was commentating on the Ireland games, much to the chagrin of a lot of a lot of fans um, for the early Stephen Kenny games. You know him a little bit, obviously. You've um, worked under him. Do you think he'll kick on and, and look for another job or will he is, um, is his time passed you think no I don't think his time has passed look you know I don't know I don't know I haven't spoke to Mick in a, in a, in a long time I don't know what his I suppose life plans are but um, I no, I have no doubt that he'd be able to do a job somewhere else I in my if I had to bet on it um, I would say he'd definitely pop up somewhere I'd say he'd probably take a few months off 
come back probably in the championship or somewhere. He's a great record of getting teams up and doing quite well in the championship. And, you know, Ipswich, limited resources, but did quite well over a number of years there. Um, obviously got Sunderland up, um, got Wolves up. So um, he doesn't look old. He doesn't look, you know, he's still fresh. Um, you know, he's 61, but he's still fresh and fit. And he loves, he loves the day-to-day side of it um, from my memory of him anyway. So I'd imagine he'll pop up somewhere again soon. I can't see him going off in Tremor, but if he does, he's he's had a great career as a manager. You know, there'll be no shame in him going on 61, time to hang up to It's a tough job being a manager. Um, stressful, um, intense, intense job. So getting mm. to 61 and now all the clubs he's managed and the pressure he's been under, you know, it wouldn't, you know, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world either if he goes, you know what, I've had enough of this. Um, and probably for your health at that age, to be honest, I, I wouldn't, I would. I would imagine it'd be the best thing to do, but hard to see Mick doing it. He does love it, and yeah, he's good at the TV side of it as well, and all that side. So maybe he'll he'll concentrate on that. Yeah, even if he decides right to today or tomorrow that he's had enough, it'll all change in a couple of months. When, exactly, when yeah. They, the they store, can't yeah. resist once managers are managers. <laughs> they can't seem to resist. They yeah. try to retire and they're not able to. There's a few of them in the Premier League at the moment. Um, another better news for another Irish midfielder, I think, today is that Jason Malumby's confirmed, um, it, or it's been confirmed that he's going to go to Preston on loan for the rest of the season. Millwall def- desperately wanted him. They had a big bid turned down um, uh, to make a permanent move. Obviously, he did really well there this year. He's just not yeah. getting into that Brighton team, but I think he's shown enough um, in the Ireland games, one of the few positives, I suppose, from those Ireland games, that he is definitely a, a, a player that should... that could cement the place in, in Stephen Kenny's midfield, but he needs to get games. But, you know, if you think Conor Harrahan's completely out of favour at Villa at yeah. the moment, I mean, even with Ross Barkley's injury, James McCarthy's not getting a real run at Crystal Palace. He's had a few injuries, and there's a few others um, kind of knocking around. This is a real chance for Mumbi to go and kind of like even step up from last season's form in the Championship and kind of get into the Ireland team. Kind of on a, yeah. basis. a good club to be joining. Um and to go on loan, and you know, it's not easy going on loan, and to do what he's done, you know, and to get a, to get a move out of it um, shows he's mentally, um, you know, he's not just a good player, but mentally he's able to to try and prove, to want to do well, to be happy to go out, you know, to to go from Brighton up to Preston as well. Just that side of things is a totally different. I know it's the same country, but it's a totally different um, environment moving from Brighton up to pre- uh, to Preston. So to be committed to do that, um, and, and as you're right, every time I've seen him play for Ireland, he has been a bright spark. He come on off the bench, he looks like he makes an impact every time he plays. He doesn't just ghost through whatever few minutes he might get in the game and the few appearances he's made. So, yeah, he is definitely positive. He said we need players playing. Um, and he, to me anyway, in this short period of his career and the few times I've seen him play, definitely catches the eye, looks, looks like he's a player who's got really, really good ability. Um, so yeah, I'm just I've just been invaded by a two year old into my <laughs> into my room here. So and, and here's the, the future here. Yeah. yeah, and we're live as well. So uh, just yeah, <laughs> so but sure, look if he has any opinions on Jason Lumby, Mick McCarthy, yeah. Jack Warren, or indeed Kevin Liverpool, <laughs> probably better probably better opinions than us. I have to question where his mother is. To be honest with you, he's been able to wander around the house like this. <laughs> uh, I, I heard it in there, yeah. Um, yeah, she's come and rescued him. Uh, well, look, best luck to him, best luck to Jason Preston <laughs> <laughs> as well. But what about Liverpool, though? Because, like, I mean, this is going to be an ongoing. It, 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 we don't know, I guess, whether it's a blip or a crisis at this stage. You know, it was only their second league defeat yeah. of the season after the kind of weird game against Aston Villa. They play Villa again in the Cup this week. We expect kind of a few teams rest resting players on both sides really but from Liverpool's point of view 
they actually had it handy enough Christmas. We talked about it beforehand. They got kind of at least three days off every time, whereas no other club really got that. Um, I think they played Sunday, Wednesday, Monday, or something like that. Um, so it hasn't. Been, it wasn't too bad for them, but they still look leggy on on Monday yeah. night. I, I just wonder is this now something that we can look at as an overall problem that's been kind of coming for a few years. They've been playing so many games, so such a settled team. And or is it just the injuries and they're having trouble in defence? I don't know. And speaking of Christmas, their games like West Brom, um, Newcastle, Southampton, um, not you know, not the toughest run. Um, I, I did the the West Brom game and I did the the Newcastle game. And in fairness, the West Brom game, um, West Brom were good that night. Struggled. Uh, Liverpool didn't you know they created enough in the first half. Didn't really do that in the second half. The Newcastle game, Liverpool played very well actually. Should have won the game. Newcastle's keeper uh, was man the match and it was stuck clear off the line. They were just really unlucky, not and bounced their way. They had umpteen chances. Salah had a great few chances. So they could have won that game easily, you know, 3 3 4 nil. And you think, well, Liverpool are on fire here. And then they go into the Southampton game after that. And it just builds the pressure a bit. You know, they haven't won and they go into Southampton. Southampton are a good team. Um, and what are the fifth in the league and have been having a good season? They're strong, was at home. Um, and, uh, you know, they turn them over. And that could happen to any team. So, sort of. Um, taken as a group of games and you look from the other it doesn't look great but as I said they were full of energy in that Newcastle game and they weren't so full of energy the other night and you don't know whether whether as you say it's hard to pinpoint why and then there's a few issues behind the scenes so the most salad thing lingering on um, Aldam's contract um, you know I suppose all those sort of things add up and the manager doesn't seem particularly um, didn't seem particularly he was actually fine after Newcastle game spoke real well and was quite positive and happy but after the game against so Anton, he's bringing in um, the penalty situation, how many Man United penalties are having. You just think, just, you know, I think Solskjaer's answer was quite good. You know, we don't be looking to see how many penalties Liverpool have. I don't know why they're worrying about how many penalties we have. So um, it's interesting. You can tell the pressure, or not the pressure, I suppose, just the, things are getting to him a little bit. And um, a few things that they need to they need to get right, they need to make a sign-in or two, I suppose, as well. There's a lot of little things um, adding up to, I suppose, people questioning Liverpool, but still top of the league, so um, yeah. in, in a very strange season. I was watching a completely random point here, but I just happened to be flicking through and I saw, you know, that Gary Neville show where he watches match, old matches with different players and he had Paul Scholes yeah. on and there was an old Liverpool game and they were talking about Rafa's facts press conference and how they were just about giggling about about how much of an impact it made and, and Ferguson was delighted. They were all really yeah. happy with it and it basically kicked them on and they knew that Liverpool were gone at that stage. I'm just wondering at this stage, what's Klopp doing bringing up Manchester United at all? They've had a few good results. They're level on points with them. Yeah. It's far too early to even call them real title challengers. That's what United fans are saying. Liverpool shouldn't even be know, thinking yeah. of them at this such an early stage of the season. Yeah, and as I said, we spoke about this before, you know, United are title challengers. Not, they've been playing fine, but not through you know, they're marching up the league all season long. More true, Liverpool being 12 or 14 points, maybe more off where they were last season. Man City being way off where they were last season. So it just brought Manchester United into the picture. Um, so, yeah, I'd be, I wouldn't be commenting. I wouldn't be talking about them. I'd be, you know, you'd be playing it down and be just talking about your own thing. And, you know, all the usual psychological sort of things, you, can be, you know, by talking about them, makes them important, makes them yeah. happy, as you said, makes them smile on their face. Listen, we're obviously... We're obviously needling him a little bit here. You know, the first thing he goes to is how many penalties Manchester United have had compared to us. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a few things over the course of the season where Klopp does. Not just that, he was getting involved with Chris Wilder at Sheffield United um, after they played him. I and you just think, why is he bothering? You know, so far out of his, 
you know what he has to worry about um and he's not usually like that as well it'd be different if you you know you you're not surprised with rafa benitez um you know when he came out with the facts thing not really surprised but you're more surprised with Klopp just how he's been over a number of years and you would think this season after win the premier league to win the champions league the year before this season sort of a free season the pressure's off this season um but obviously you know he's he's driven by success and and to him success is i suppose doing it again you know everyone said to win it last year whatever well, anyone can sort of win it once you need to win it again and again i suppose that's what's needing him to read to do it again do it again whereas I'd be, you know, just enjoying the season a bit. It's a bit of a freak season. We've won the Premier League after waiting so long. He should be more relaxed now than he ever has been, but it's gone the other way. Mm. Would you uh, would you splash out the cash in the next few weeks, even just for the yeah. sake of doing something? You know what I mean? As like yeah. a, some sort of renewal? Yeah, I, de- I definitely would. They need to centre-half, um, obviously, is well talked about. I would also sign a centre-forward, um, different to what they have. They have... They have three or four players there who can also do the one position, one role. They play three at the top and they're press high and the three of them sort of, Firmino plays through the centre a bit more, but the three of them can rotate around. Anyone can end up in one position and none of them is really an out-and-out sort of centre forward. Um, you know, watching that West Brom game, watching the Newcastle game, some, sometimes I think it wouldn't be great if they could bring on just a number nine off the bench who mm-hmm. likes to hang around the six-yard box and score a few tap-ins um, just to change up. They've been really successful the way they've been playing, but in games where they're really struggling, teams are sitting deep and they're struggling to score, um, just to have that different centre-forward option um, that they don't have. Um, they bring a Rigi on sometimes, but very little. Um, just someone, you know, there's not many out there, and it's a difficult one. You know, how much money do you spend and upset other players? And if you spend enough, does it do they have to play? But Liverpool are such a big club, they can solve that problem. Um, I do, and mentally for other players... We're signing players, we're freshening things up just to see another face in the training yeah. training ground. You know that side of things. You know someone new. Um, you know keep you on your toes. All that new new faces. You know you can't rest on your laurels. All that goes through your head as a player. Um, when you see the club spending money, constantly looking to prove. And Liverpool haven't um, haven't really gone mad. Didn't go mad last summer signing. No, no one really did. But um, apart from Chelsea. But yeah, now's the time. I think centre half, centre forward, and. Um, Spend a few, spend a few quid. Um, easy for us to say. Difficult <laughs> for them to get get the right players, and you know he likes good people as well that will sort of yeah. do the work outside of just you know, you know, um, it's a high intensity, high pressure game who play, and you have to get the right player for that. Yeah, they're probably not going to get a Virgil van Dijk this January, isn't no. it? A few years ago, but they might get someone who could improve them a little bit. We're going to get on to the uh, do our Ladbrokes one, two, three picks for the FA Cup. But before the FA Cup happens, Spurs are in the League Cup final. Jose Mourinho, but um, amazingly, at three different clubs now has got to the League yeah. Cup final in his first full season in charge. I don't know why he takes that that tournament so um, uh, seriously, which is a great thing, really. But uh, Manchester United, Manchester City, this uh, tonight, right? I don't think we're going to see overly full teams I could be wrong about that because it's important I think for United especially given that they've lost so many semi-finals under Solskjaer and all of them last season and also I just think back as when without getting into the kind of United challengers thing again I think back to when they met in the semi-final of this competition last year over two legs and it just felt like these were two sides on two different planes and it doesn't feel like that at the moment yeah. and that's with Man City coming into a bit of form as well so like that's definitely even just from a psychological point of view the improvement in Manchester United has been huge in the last month or so. Yeah, definitely. Um, how everyone speaks about them, talks about them, the the whole portrayal of them now in the media and just us speaking about, but you know, in Sky and everyone has saying, yeah, now they're you know everyone talking positively about Solskjaer and a few articles coming out about how he's done things so 
right? And all of a sudden, he's not, you know, he's nearly becoming a bit of a joke figure. People were taking the piss unfairly so at times. But now, it's amazing how quickly things can turn in football. Um, but can turn back the other way, just as quick. Um, this game tonight, I don't know if you're United, do you, they have such a strong bench anyway. They can afford to make change and still have a strong team. But um, do you play your full team and get beat? And it looks like, you know... Uh, you know, we've been beat here, we tried our best to win and, uh, you know, psychologically it's a big blow or do you make a few changes and it's still a strong team and you win and you go, great, we made a few changes and won. Um, and if you lose, well, you can you can use the, well, we made a few changes and we mixed things up and freshened legs and that's why we lost. So um, I think both teams are obviously going to make a few changes. I, uh, fancy, sort of fancy United, to be honest. Um, um, just on that bit of a run, a bit of a roll. Um, I said their bench is really, really strong. We went through it a few weeks ago and there's some, you know, you know, sneakily probably have one of the strongest squads going. So if you can just get them all to concentrate and play and, and um, yeah. be on on the night. But um, yeah, interesting one for Man United. Um, I still don't think, I still, like, I'm a United fan, as you know, still watching them. Mm-hmm. Still, I'm still not confident about their whole back four situation and, and how that works from week to week. They look so much better with Bailey in fairness, but left back, right back. Um, um, going back in this game here but the game yeah. the other day um, the goal um Saka right back switching off for a quick free kick and then mm-hmm. Luke Shaw over covering at left back coming in where he shouldn't have come in to the Stedney's man um, and what was the game they scored who was it at the far wing uh, Trory yeah Trory yeah. yes yeah, uh, coming yeah. In. yeah. Um, and there was nothing mentioned about it at the time but watching it you just think left back and right back just seemed to me to be a big problem for them consistently mm. and poor um, the poor centre half seemed to take a lot of stick when I'd be concentrating a bit more on the full backs but anyway um, yeah that's to me their, their weakness and why they, they probably won't win the league yeah, absolutely. That was a good game. That's why we that. Good win for United. They're going to a very, yeah. very good team. <laughs> La- you played well, Mick. You played yeah. well, Mick. I got nothing for it, Kevin. Nothing yeah. for it at all. But you're looking the more, more games. see Grealish in the red shirt next season, in fairness. So. Are we getting an away? Yeah, sure. I feel like I can't have an away jersey that's red. It's close to what they already have. <laughs> Maybe the England away jersey, unfortunately. Um, Manchester Derby has said it's tonight, but um, I wonder if uh, United's team selection will be impacted by the fact that they've got an FA Cup tie at the weekend and not a Premier League tie. Um, they're at home against Watford. It's part of Ladbrokes 1-2-3 where you get to pick uh, three games uh, over the course of the weekend, uh, pick the correct score line. In one of them, you get a one euro free bet, pick the correct score. In two, you get five euro and get all three and you win a hundred euro cash. It's absolutely free to play. Kevin's going to make his picks here. Three FA Cup games, uh, three potential banana skins as they, lo- as they yeah. love to say about the FA Cup. But Man United Watford is probably the most uh, even of the three contests we have. Yeah. Oh, listen. I, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for United to beat Man City and then lose to Watford. That'd be a very Man United result <laughs> of the last couple of years. So I'm going to go for a way win for Watford. Um, I'll go two one to Watford. Um, yeah. I just Watford upset big teams as well. I, I couldn't even tell you actually Turbo, but I don't even know who the Watford manager is. It's changed so much. Oh, now. they've changed, they got rid of Tried another manager in charge probably now at this stage. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I go with Watford away. <laughs> they actually changed again, I think, last week, and I couldn't tell you okay. the name either. And it's like they've changed since the start of the season again. It's it's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. They're the Applewell Nicosia of uh, yeah, the yeah, championship. Yeah. It worked, yeah. worked for him for a long time, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, well, an even bigger uh, gap at the, um, between the teams, um, and I'm not sure if we can have another upset here, is Crawley Town at home to Leeds United. Yeah, no. 
Um, I don't think there'll be an upset in this one. No, I'm going to go for Lee. That's, you know, from all we know, and which homework Beasley does on everything and every team, I don't think I'll be caught short on this one. Um, let's go for goals again. I'll go for uh, a 4-1 Leeds win. 4-1, grand, good stuff. I have, I have three one actually. So, and here's the biggest one of them all: Marine FC, sponsored by Jamie Carragher, uh, against, against for the game uh, against Jose, Jose Mourinho's Tottenham. Uh, this is brilliant. I love this. Is like a, I know the magic of the FA Cup is gone, and it's 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 such, it's almost a cliche at this stage. Yeah. But when you have a team that I literally have never heard of playing against the, one of the top six Premier League teams in the FA Cup at home. It's, there's obviously no crowds there, it's yeah. not the same, but it is still class. But yeah, I hope it's, it's surely one of those early kickoffs on BBC. Um, it is on BBC, I know. Is yeah. it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant. Sure um, and it doesn't matter, Spurs, like Spurs will probably change half their team or change their full team, but to Marine, like, there'll still be fairly household names in the Spurs team. It'll still be magic and a massive, obviously, game. Probably the biggest or biggest ever game, obviously, for them. Um, so it doesn't matter, you know, what changes Spurs make. Obviously... You can't see anything other than a Spurs win, um, but you never know. But and Marine obviously must be in Liverpool then if Jamie Carragher is sponsoring them. Um, so yeah, you never know. Wouldn't you love to see? I'd love to see Mourinho's face. Um, Marine, 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 Marine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, headlines no, write themselves. Yeah, it'd probably be a dour one nil win to Spurs. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> 11, Eleven men behind the ball from both teams. Um, yeah, you go no, for one nil then. I, no, I go for two nil. Two nil. Okay, cool. Yeah, just a, 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 a late a late goal just to wrap it all up yeah. and ruin Marine's hopes. Okay, so if uh, Watford beat Manchester United two one, uh, Leeds beat Crawley four one, and Spurs beat Marine two nil, I dare say you might be the only person winning a hundred euro from Ladbrokes for one two three. But if you want to play yourself, you can do so for free on Ladbrokes.com now. And if you are having a bet on anything at all over the course of the week or the weekend, please do gamble responsibly and visit dunlouis.net for more information. Kevin, thanks a million for joining us as always. Enjoy the yeah. uh, the game tonight and the FA you Cup. Yeah. And Ball we will, yeah. and we will talk to you soon. We'll be back again with more build up next week. Talk to you then.